Welcome to the Mindful Personal Training Podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. Dr. Cepeda will discuss all the issues you face when losing weight, creating effective exercise design, and training with intensity. Dr. Cepeda is a health and exercise science researcher specializing in obesity, program design, and mindful behavioral changes. Be sure to stop by drclintcepeda.com for more information. And now, here is Dr. C. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hello. 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 Welcome to Mindful Personal Training with Dr. C. I'm Clint Cepeda. Thank you so much. I appreciate it all. All the great words that you guys are sending through email. And uh, you guys, uh, we're going to get everything up and rolling with our social media. Just take some time. You know, uh, it's one of those things that I'm not too adept about, but I'm uh, aware that that needs to be done. So we're going to get it up and rolling tell you where we're at. Of course, the uh, website is and has been up and running www.drclintcepeda.com. Stop on my more information over there. It links up to all the uh, podcast and the previous episodes. So we are very grateful. Again, we'd like to say a, a quick shout out to Ventura for the downloads. Uh, one, you know, I'd like to always just highlight whoever lives in those cities who download the podcast. Thank you. You could be listening to any podcast, but you have chosen to spend time and have a conversation with uh, the training tribe here at uh, Mindful Personal Training. Well, this week I've been kind of, I didn't hesitate, but it's been overdone and it's been discussed, but it's one of those things that there's not just enough information. There's too much information, but then there's not enough information that is truthful. There is more myth than actual science that's being repeated. There are tons of lies, tons of methods, and tons of shortcuts that people talk more about rather than talking about the actual hard work that's involved in this subject for this week for the podcast. We are losing weight and not your mind. Let's get into why losing weight is so important. Besides the obvious, a lot of you would like to lose weight because it's aesthetically pleasing to your mind's eye and other people, of course. The losing weight portion is a healthy thing for most people, but if you really sit down and talk about why they want to lose weight and why they're overweight and why they want to get back to where they used to be and this, that, and the other, it's because they want to look good. I do. You do. We all do. It's aesthetically pleasing, as mentioned before, but it's also one of those things to where you do feel great about yourself. The confidence level is shot through the roof. You think you can do everything and anything, and it is ageless and timeless. However, when people try to lose weight, they traditionally lose their mind. And that means how they explain to me why they want to lose the weight, how they lost the weight previously, where I just shrug my shoulders and go, that's why you gained it back. Or when I have just random conversations with people that I know, friends, family, associates of associates, and the stuff that comes out of their mouths, I'm sitting and I'm listening and I I really always have to stop them and going, that's just not how it's done. But they will swear up and down that uh, this worked for so-and-so and and it's worked for me in the past. And, you know, I just want to get back into it, which is one of my pet peeves. Get back into it. You should have never left it in the first place. Well, this week, losing weight and not your mind is the subject of our uh, MPT uh, training episode. And we're going to focus on three things. Go figure. Numbers are just relative. 
that's the first thing that we'd like to cover. And is it really that hard to lose weight? And finally, what have you actually committed to? So let's tackle the first one. Numbers are all relative. Okay. So for my age and my height, and according to the BMI, I'm overweight and obese. Now, if you look at me, uh, I'm not. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. But those numbers are relative. Now, keep in mind that there are a lot of controversies with the BMI. um, But right now, it's the most common thing that we use Uh, scientifically when we write our research papers and read the journals and things like that until they come up with a better method of how to corral everybody to to have a general number that's healthy. We're still working on it. But until then, I would not get caught up in the numbers. Once again, the numbers are relative, relative to you, your height, your gender, uh, to your genetic makeup, your customs, all these things come into play. So no one body has the perfect number where you're going, hey, that person is 27 years old. They are about six foot. They should weigh about 185 pounds. Mm, Okay, but sounds healthy. But what if this person wants to get bigger? Actually put on more muscle mass on their shoulders and their legs. Now they're going to gain weight. Now let's say they put on eh, maybe 20 pounds of muscle within the last year and a half, two years. Okay. That seems kind of average, uh, 20 pounds of muscle and they've been working hard, really getting into the powerlifting scene, eating great. And now you're looking at 220. So you're at 220, you're about six foot still. That's not bad. But what if he really, really excels at powerlifting? Now, instead of 220, he's sitting at maybe 240. Now you're thinking, whoa, he's overweight. That's big. Let me kind of tell you why the numbers are relative. Aesthetically, in his mind's eye, and most people, if you're looking at a six foot person, about 230, 240 pounds, I mean, that's going to, and, and let's say that, you know, they're in really good shape. To me, depending on what they're trying to go for, that's okay. And I tell you why it's okay, because of the activity level of that individual, how they're gaining the muscle over time properly, not doing any type of artificial means. They are working really hard. They are still young. I mentioned it. this person was 27. They eat the right things and they're taking their time with it. I don't see anything wrong with that because it was done the right way. Now, 185 at six foot, that's really lean. But let's say this person just really always wanted to be a bigger guy, more confidence, have a little bit larger frame, fill out a t-shirt and just be kind of more athletically pleasing for him. I would think that's okay. Now, if he was sitting at maybe five, seven and two forty, now that's different because now the height comes into play, right? So numbers are relative. One of the best examples that I give is if you look at NBA players, randomly six, 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 seven, six, five tall guys. Okay, even WNBA, it's all women. However, if you're sitting at 6'2", 6'3", and you're 250, I mean, that's relative to the frame. It sounds like a big number. If 250 was on my frame, I would be severely obese. Now, I'm not 250, but I'm also not 6'5". So it's all relative. Now, that's just body structure. Let's actually talk about the weight itself. Your weight will fluctuate all day long. Stop weighing yourself. 
unless you are getting ready for competition or you are in a weight class that needs to either gain weight or lose weight or you're an MMA fighter or you're in some sort of situation where weight has something to do with your athletic output, who cares? Well, I care. You care. We all care. I'm telling you to change that mindset to say, who cares? The numbers on the weight scale will be different from house to house, from weight scale to weight scale, from day to day, AM, PM, what you ate that day, what your activity level was. Maybe for some women, not to get too technical, it's their menstrual weight gain and water retention changes. The, I mean, these numbers are just going on and on and on, and there's different variables involved. But the catch is, is that if you are doing your job, the numbers on the weight scale would just tell you an indication of what you have total weight for that particular moment in time when you got weighed. Go ahead and run a 3.5 mile cardiovascular training routine and the weight will drop. Go ahead and have one adequate meal and the weight will come right back up. You're always going to fluctuate throughout the day. So numbers are just so relative to your situation and to what you're doing. Now, I remember when I was so into just trying to compete and trying to get into that game that the numbers were so precise that even a one pound weight loss, we would freak out because that that was equivalent to one pound of muscle on your total frame. And you don't want that. We want to carry as much muscle as possible, but it's relative. Do I flip out if I see a one pound weight loss or weight gain? No, because all I'd have to do is probably go into the weight room lift for 45 minutes and it'll change to minus two pounds. It's so different how weight gets into everybody's head and they don't realize that everything is different. Now, where weight should concern you, of course, is where the belt is a little tighter, right? Guys and gals, the jeans and the thigh area and in the hip area is just a little less flexible, Those little indicators are definitely indicators that have no numbers to them, but it is a feel thing as far as a physical feel thing. It is also a aesthetic thing and a physical look where you can kind of tell that, hey, I got a little bit of skin fold going over my waist when I tuck in my shirt. You need to concentrate on that factor. So when you are working out and then you are training, it will show that the belt loop gets a little bit more towards the lower end of the belt. The jeans become a little bit looser, even right after the dryer. And the clothes look a little bit more baggy because there's not that much skin fold when you tuck in your shirt. Those are the things that you should concentrate on rather than the numbers themselves. Numbers are so relative because if you look at somebody trying to lose weight and raise your hand, if you think that you've been working hard and in two weeks you only dropped one pound or maybe two, For you to base your effort on a two pound loss within two weeks, you need to ask yourself a couple things. One, is this the first time that you're working out? Two, are you working out hard enough? Three, are you still consuming so many calories that the workout that you have is low and moderate? You have to realize and understand that the one to two pound weight loss could be normal. It just depends. It could could depend if you're just trying to lose 15 pounds. It could depend if you are not working out hard enough. It's all relative. When you start getting into the groove and turning on that metabolic reaction in your body, not only does the one to two pounds look like, wow, that's nothing. Keep going at it because next thing you know, it's going to be 
three or four pounds in the month, five to six pounds in a month. And in your fourth month, you may be down 10, 15 pounds, and now you're getting the groove going. Now, those are numbers that are relative again, because it does take time. Consider this. The last time you tried to lose weight, when you looked at the scale every day because you wanted to reward yourself with the effort that you did, the numbers were never the same. Your numbers are a reflection of your effort. But in this case, if you're having the numbers define everything you do, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to want to quit. You're going to turn around and go, what am I doing this for? Did you realize it's just week one, maybe week two? Usually in our business, in about a 30-day marker, you can kind of tell which clients are working hard and which ones are not. You can tell right away. On that 30-day mark in a month's time of you working out adequately with intensity and all the columns and pillars we always talk about, that there is going to be a difference. Will it be significant? I don't know. But there will be a difference. And in that difference, you'll realize that the numbers maybe have not gone down that much, but aesthetically, you look different. Your cheeks may be a little bit smaller. There's a little bit more definition when you move your neck. When you wear your clothes, it's just a tad bit looser. Things happen over time. Just give it the time. Next, is it really that hard to lose weight? My opinion? Uh, No, it's not that hard. It's not. And I know, I know people are just yelling through their car radio or their podcast listening device or their app and going, Clint, man, you have no idea. It's super hard. Is it though? Is it really hard to create a plan, to have an action in the plan and to do it consistently? You go to work every day, don't you? There's a plan for you to go to work. You're motivated and determined because you want that paycheck every two weeks or once a month or whatever that is because you need to pay bills. But if you were to write down that plan, yeah, it's hard. seems complicated. But through practice, routine, and habit, you can do it with your eyes closed. So why can't you do that when you're trying to attack your body to lose weight? You just need the knowledge. Some of you don't. That's why people come to me. They come to other exercise physiologists, other doctors, other professional trainers because they need the help. That's part of your plan. If you don't have the knowledge and the expertise, find somebody who does. If they tell you the instructions are one, two, three, four, five, then that's the instructions. One, two, three, four, five. Don't try and change the game and the rules to suit your needs. Is it really hard to lose weight? No, it is not. There's basic ingredients in it. You will lose weight. Will you lose your goal weight of 50 pounds? Depends. You have to change the ingredients a little bit, add a little bit more of this, a little less that. But overall, it is not hard. Your expectations make it hard. Your self-fulfilling prophecies of failures in the past make it hard. Your stubbornness make it hard. Your impatience to lose weight makes it hard. But most of all, your ego makes it hard. None of those things will help you lose weight. If you go backwards and take that list that we just spoke about and knock them out of the park and have something to get rid of that on that negative list, then losing weight actually becomes easy. So is it hard? Nope, you make it hard because of the factors we just talked about and maybe more. Now don't sit there and say, I'm, I don't have the time. No, that's a choice you make. But you do have a time You do make the time, rather, to stop by a convenience store and pick up your favorite soda. 
You do have the time to smoke. You do have the time to uh, have happy hour with your friends after work. You do have the time for all these other things that are counterproductive to having a healthy lifestyle, but yet you don't have the time to lose weight. You can't have a yes without a no. You can't have black, can't have white. There's a balance there. You can't have right, you can't have left by themselves. They work together. Meaning, if you have the time for all those things, then you got the time to work out and lose weight. Or at least plan for it, have an action in the plan, and then have consistency in the plan. With time. It's hard to do all the things I'm talking about, but don't make it harder than it is by creating excuses. Giving yourself reasons why. And just having an overall self-fulfilling prophecy of failures of the past that will always come true because you believe that. I don't. And finally, what have you actually committed to? When you lose weight, what did you commit to? A 21-day challenge? Yeah, good luck with that. You mean to tell me in 21 days, I am expecting an unmotivated person for the last 10 years to come in and lose weight in 21 day in a 21 day challenge and be satisfied with that goal the numbers make no sense and neither does your logic what have you actually committed to in terms of time in terms of effort in terms of your mental capacity to overcome any problems and situations in the foreseeable future through scheduling money overeating, family commitments, work commitments? What have you actually committed to? Sometimes when I do counsel some clients and patients, I tell them that when you look at your commitment to lose weight, you got to look at it as a marriage to yourself. Because through the good times and bad, through sickness and in health, through richer or for poorer, You have to make a marriage with yourself that you're willing to see this through. Nobody ever gets married to go, I just want to be married for five years and then get a divorce and move on to the next one. You're looking to get married forever. You know, God willing and the relationships can sustain that type of thinking and that commitment. But isn't that what you should ask of yourself? What kind of commitment have you actually made? If your commitment is half in, half out, that's not a commitment. That's being wishy-washy. Commitment to me is having someone, whether you have to pay them or not, and they are forcing you to realize that your inadequacies of commitment needs to be called out. Your commitment to yourself and how much you want to put in cannot be answered by just you. And when you hear the awful news that you're not committed, don't sit and cry about it. Use that as an opportunity to go, why am I not committed? How am I not committing to myself? Why is my marriage to myself not working? Do I need to see a therapist? Maybe you do. And in this case, your therapist is a exercise physiologist or a professional trainer or somebody that can help you to understand that this is how it's done. It is not done by you creating a 21-day challenge or taking any shortcut that is out there right now 
whether it's on social media, whether it's you see something on a streaming service, whether you hear something uh, through the grapevine that this shake and the other, this pill and the other, this type of workout routine will guarantee you results. You're fooling yourself. That's not commitment. You just want the answer you like. True commitment means there's no excuses. It's like that marriage. Yeah, there's going to be rough times, but you don't want to be that person in the marriage that steps out because you're bored. You're looking at your marriage and your spouse and thinking, man, you know what? I could do better. Work with what you got. You committed to that. You said yes. So in terms of your workout and what you're training for and what your exercise routine or regimen is, say yes to it because that's what needs to happen if you want to have a successful Look to your body, more confidence, be successful in fitness for the rest of your life, not just for 21 days. When you ask yourself what you have actually committed to, answer it as honest and as soulful as you can, because then you start to knock out some of the things that are preventing you from not being committed. Either way, losing weight is not something that is done overnight. And even though we covered only three themes and topics, there's 20,000 other things out there that can be talked about when losing weight from a scientific side to a circumstance side, a cultural side, generational side, a self-image side. But the one thing that's in common with everything that we talked about losing weight is that it is a consistent grind that happens over time. And some days are better than others, but there's still hope because as you lose the weight and the numbers are relative, you're still in the game fighting it way past 21 days. Don't give up on yourself. You want to give up the weight. You want to give up the negative attitude, but never, ever give up on yourself. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. That's going to do it this week for Mindful Personal Training with Dr. Clint Cepeda. That's me. Dr. C, we appreciate all the support. And if you have any more questions, please do not hesitate to drop us a line. Stop by www.drclintcepeda.com. Cepeda, C-E-P-E-D-A. That gets misspelled all the time. We'll see you next week. Take care. Remember, stay healthy, stay well, and stay fit. Dr. Clint Cepeda has a research background in health science and exercise sports science with a focus in obesity and mindfulness. The statements made in this podcast are for educational and motivational purposes only.